The following message was recorded at Shades Valley Community Church in Homewood, Alabama. For more information and resources from Shades Valley, please visit us at shadesvalley.org. A reading from Psalm 119, verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we enter into this Lenten season, you would show us more of what it means that you are a God who gives life and you give it through your word. We pray these things in the name of the word made flesh, Jesus, by your spirit. Amen. So uh, the other day, my little boys, uh, they came running into the living room, uh, both in tears, and immediately one of them began to tell me about how his brother uh, had stolen a monster truck from him that he was playing with. It was Dragonoid for all concerned parties. Uh, my favorite is Gravedigger, but that's another story in and of itself. The other brother protested, no, he had the monster truck first, so his brother was actually the real Thief. I don't know if any parents have ever encountered a situation like this before, but this is a situation that I find myself in all the time. But this silly example serves as an illustration of the kind of situation I feel like I live in 24-7 within our world. I don't know about you, but I constantly feel in our world like I am caught in the middle of two different sets of facts. I, it, it doesn't matter what the subject is. Like we could be talking about politics. We can be talking about food. We can be talking about health and exercise and what's good for you. We can be talking about raising kids. Whatever it is, it feels like with everything, there are at least two passionate sides pushing their version of reality at me. And it happens in a way where it makes it feel like the truth, whatever it is, is near impossible to see. I mean, we, we live in a world where the following phrases are normal. Alternative facts, fake news, your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. Like, we live in a world where everything feels so unsure, which is why, Shades, I am so thankful that as the church, we have something more sure than anything that our world has to offer. We have something better than fake news, better than alternative facts, better than relative truth upon which people try to build their lives. We have something upon which to build our lives that doesn't come from this world. No, we have God's word, which 2 Peter 1.19 tells us is more sure. We have the prophetic word, more fully confirmed, more sure, to which you will do well to pay attention as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. In other words, until the day that Christ returns, as we live in the midst of a dark world, we've been given a lamp to light the way through the darkness. We've been given something more sure. We've been given the word of God. Jesus himself had a view of the word like this. John chapter 10 and verse 35, Jesus says, the scripture cannot be broken. This is the kind of 
confidence he placed in God's word. Such rock-solid confidence. Do you remember, do you remember before Jesus begins his public ministry, he goes into the wilderness for 40 days of fasting. And at the end of this 40-day fasting period, Satan comes to throw temptation his way. And after 40 days of not eating anything, it's pretty easy to guess what temptation number one is going to be. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus quotes him, Deuteronomy 8. Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like, think about that quotation in that context. Shades, I don't know if you can tell from my physique, I've never fasted for 40 days. I have no idea what hunger like that feels like. And it was in that moment where, where Jesus said, there is something that I need even more than bread. What I need to feast on most of all is I need to know the will of my Father and I need to follow my Father's will. And I do that through his word. His word will fill me with life more than food ever could. Shades, in, in the midst of this unsure, uncertain world in which we live, I want to stand on God's certain word like that, with that kind of confidence. So, this Lent, let's take a journey, a journey together to see what Jesus saw that gave him such confidence in the, the word of God. The season of Lent is actually modeled on the very thing we just talked about, Jesus's 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, Lent is a 40-day season. If you're counting, you got to take out the Sundays. Sundays don't count. They're like miniature Easters. It's a 40-day season, and it's a season focused on fasting. Uh, fasting helps us reset our focus from the things we think we need to that which we truly need. So this Lent... Let's, let's journey through this 40-day fast to see what Jesus saw. That the thing we need more than anything is God's word. Our Lenten series that we're going to start on Sunday is entitled Not by Bread Alone. Yes, we're going to take another break from Judges just for the season of Lent. But that's probably good. Everybody needs a breather from Judges every now and then. We're going to do this series called Not By Bread Alone, and what we're going to be doing is taking a good, hard look at this word, at, at, at what this word claims to be, and, and what that means for our lives. And we're doing this because I want, I want us to be a church that confidently knows this word is what we need. I, I want us to to always be a church that lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I want us to be that kind of church, including tonight. Tonight, Ash Wednesday, begins the season of Lent, and the thing that we normally think about when we think about Ash Wednesday is the imposition of the ashes. And yes, Ash Wednesday begins with us in just a minute, coming up here to have... Ashes smudged onto our forehead in the shape 
of a cross. But that's not the only thing you come forward for. You don't just come forward to feel something, but to hear something. To to hear God's word, which is the thing that gives meaning to the sign that you feel. As, As you feel these ashes pressed into your forehead, you will hear a word of judgment from Genesis 3.15. And you'll hear a word from Jesus out of Mark chapter 1 and verse 15. The word of judgment out of Genesis 3 says, From dust you came, and to dust you shall return. In other words, you're going to die. Your body's going to decompose and become dust again. All of us will die because that is the just judgment of sin. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is why dust, ashes, became a symbol in biblical times of repentance. Because it's, it's a sign that says we recognize we've sinned and we deserve death. We deserve to return to dust. But that's not the end of the story. That we're sinners who deserve death to return to dust. That's not the end of the story. That's why we don't just hear the word of judgment from Genesis 3. We also need the word of Jesus from Mark chapter 1 and verse 15. Where Jesus says, so repent and believe the gospel. The gospel, the, the good news that Jesus Christ, God himself, took on flesh and died your death. He became dust for us and rose again to give us life, true life, eternal life, joy in him forever. Chase, get, take these words and take this sign and put them together. Get this, these, these ashes tonight, they remind us of sin and its penalty, death. But using them to make the sign of the cross reminds us of the good news that we have a savior who has defeated sin and death. We... We use the sign of our deserved death to make the sign that our death is defeated. It's a beautiful picture of the gospel. It's the very same thing that the cross does. The sign of our deserved death becomes the very sign that our death is defeated. And tonight, you're invited to come and to Feel that reality pressed into your skin. You're you're invited to come and hear that reality through the word. You're invited to come and enter in to the season of Lent and experience the reality of Psalm 119.25. My soul clings to the dust. From dust I came. To dust I shall return, and I know it. I feel it in my soul. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word, your gospel good news. Shades from dust you came, to dust you shall return. So you're invited to come and believe the gospel, that word which we need more than anything.